0: You're listening to the big show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Hour number three. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. At the bottom of the hour, golf analyst Amanda Rose. Preview of the Genesis, which tees up tomorrow. Tiger Woods back on the PGA Tour for the first time in years outside of a major tournament. And then Big Show XL, Big Show more, uh later on with Patrick and Alex and still taking your text messages at 960-960. Who needs to elevate their game more with 28 to play, Markstrom or Huberto? Joining us on the line right now, Sportsnet Flames columnist. You hear him on the Eric Francis show, aptly named uh, the franchise himself, Eric Francis. Hey, what's up?
1: Good morning, boys. How are you?
0: Good. Are you ready to do what's irking Eric now or later?
1: First, I want to ask, who needs to elevate their game more, you or Matt Rose down the street? Probably
0: me. Probably me. Agreed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Matty.
0: Yeah. It's got to be me. Yeah. You know how it is when you're from uh, eastern Canada. Stupid Easterner. We yeah, do
1: that yeah. here. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. Toronto. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we, can, um, we can do what irks me. We can do what irks me because listening to the show for the last little bit, I can tell you that, you know, I've got to be the only guy that, that doesn't like trade rumors. Mm, Can't stand Really? Him. Yeah, dead serious. I uh, never liked them. You don't never like was. fun? <laughs> no, no. Here, here's. No, I don't like make believe. Is what I don't like. You know what okay. you, you know okay. the you know the lottery game. I don't, I don't know if guys, you know, like you know, my wife loves to play the lottery game. You know, friends of mine love to play the lottery. If we won the lottery, we would put all of our friends' kids through yeah. university, and we would buy them all homes, and we would go to Bahamas. And we, you know, how that game always ends. Always, every single time, you don't win the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's my analogy of trade rumors. You can sit there all you want, and the people in Edmonton are have right never been so horned up in their life this morning, thinking about Eric Carlson and all the possibilities. And I got news for everyone in Edmonton. Yeah, <laughs> it's ending like the lottery game. You're not getting who you want. Well, they, they've Give done pretty
0: King good Carlson. with lotteries in Edmonton. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs>
1: If you live in Edmonton, you've lost the lottery of life.
2: Oh, there it is. <laughs> Zing! Sorry, that was on a tee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Whoa, right down the fairway. It was.
0: Yeah. Striped that one. Um, real, real, just real quick. Uh, I like that. That that's you don't like uh, fun and trade rumors. That's fine. Can I tell you a quickly a lottery story that I saw that made me mad? <laughs>
1: made you mad aren't you supposed to be happy for those people no
0: no um so this story two weeks ago an 18 year old Ontario woman played her first ever lottery ticket and <laughs> won 48 million dollars did you hear about this <laughs> no yeah her first ever lottery ticket 18 years old she's from like um North Sault Ste. Marie won 18 million dollars Juliette Lamore. Uh, she should so in shock, uh, her family members, hey, buy a lottery ticket. It'll be fun. They're like, okay, she won the $48 million. So Juliet here says she won $48 million at 18, goes, I'm still going to go to med school to be a doctor. Shut up, Juliet. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Shut up. Oh, I'm going to go to med school because I want to be a doctor. You got $48 million in the bank. Why on earth would you want to go to school for the next 10 years? Go live your life. I don't know about you, Eric, but if I won $48 million as an 18-year-old, I'm probably dead by 21. Yeah, 100%. Because <laughs> I'm we'll living it up. A blackjack table.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Keel over on a blackjack, blackjack. table.
1: Yes. That's, that's how you want to go. I know. <laughs>
2: oh, my God. You would never that's see me again. Go. You would never see me again. I would be pff, gone. Yeah, into the wind.
0: She, yeah. Her first ever lottery ticket purchase, she won
1: forty-eight
0: million dollars. Mm. I guess how you do, never have to play it feel, again.
1: How do we feel about? Because I would, I would submit to you, most people like the lottery story. You know, the ones who are living in reality actually are going to take that big check to the bank and cash it, as opposed to all the dreamers out there who play the lottery game, as I described earlier.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: How do we feel about? How do we feel about a ninety-three year old man winning a lottery? I hate it. <laughs> oh, Jeez.
0: <laughs> I hate
2: it.
1: Yeah, like Earl, 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 93 year old Earl
0: needs 48 million. For what? So, <laughs> like I for know. what? He's
4: he's he's, he's gonna buy like he's gonna
0: buy a safer bathtub to get into? Oh. I don't want that. <laughs> He's going to buy, he's going to buy, what was that thing called? You know, where you just ride it instead of going up the stairs, yeah. uh, Francis? <laughs> you know, like one a, of those things? Yeah.
2: Stair genie, or something yeah, yeah. like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Put an order in for no. one of those. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. And then what? Oh, I'm going to give it to my grandkids. That sucks. <laughs> At least 18-year-old Julia can go live her life and live a lavish lifestyle that she never dreamed.
1: Instead, no, I want to go to she's school. in med school.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I get it. You're Amazing. smart, Juliet. That's fine. But you should be smart enough to know that you don't need a real job now the rest of your life.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Poor Juliet. Poor yeah.
0: Juliet. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, like, you, you really go. believe that, Juliet? Like, you really? Really?
2: Anyway. Yeah. She's going to be like, her. oh, well, she's
0: cramming all night for an exam, and then she has that aha moment going, what am I doing here? <laughs> like, I just look at my bank account. What am I doing here? <laughs>
1: It, it, I think that's a really good point because it's fine in theory to say that you're going to do that. And I think that's the same as those people who say, you know what, nothing's going to change. I'm still going to go to work tomorrow. And But everyone who says they're still going to go to work tomorrow, and I believe some of them, they're going to yeah. go to work tomorrow. But if Hal in the next stall starts eating that bologna sandwich <laughs> that drives him crazy or yeah. Or, yeah. or the boiled egg, <laughs> or or his boss looks at him a little sideways, or anybody pisses him off in any single way, they are gone the next minute. I quit. See you later. Screw you. So it's fine to go in and say you're going to do it, but it's got to have the perfect parameters or else you're out of there.
0: Right. Again, because you win the lottery. You win like $30 million. You continue to work. I'm sure nobody at the office is going to resent you. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Oh, really? Is going to treat you. Oh, great. Stevie won $30 million, brought in a cake for Jim's birthday. Hey, why don't you throw some cash into that cake for us, too, there, Jim? <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't get it. It's a no win. Right. No win.
0: No, oh, no you. wins. Um, all right, uh, Francis, uh, I do <laughs> like that you hate trade rumors. I enjoyed that. Um, who needs to show more here the last 28 games? Who needs to pick up their play better, Markstrom or Huberto?
1: Well, it depends on whether Markstrom is given a chance to be the number one guy still. I mean, I think, you know, I've, I've been defending Markstrom to a degree. I think he gets a bit of an unfair rap. But after the last game, that overtime goal, I finally joined the legions of people who finally said enough is enough. You know, it's no different than if, if you've got a first-line winger who's not performing. You bump him down to the third line until he's better, and then he can get back up to the first line again. You've got a goaltending situation where you've got a second line goalie who's who's been brilliant, and your first line goalie is really struggling. He'd be the first to admit it, and so you need to make that change. But this coach is so stubborn, and his old habits, you know, continue. You know, he won't. He just won't. You know, I'm so fascinated if he starts, if he finally starts Bladar on Thursday, um, you know, because enough is enough. Like they're running out of time to to give this goalie a chance to play out of this crazy funk that he's in. And I'm not one of these guys who says, you need to trade Markstrom or this this contract is a bust. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying any of that. He was the second best goalie in the world last year. He'll be the second best goalie again next year. I really believe that. But right now, he's in a funk and he can't seem to get out of it. And you don't have time to mess around hoping and praying that you can help him out of this. You can help him by letting him work his way through it with extra practice while Voldar carries the ball. So I'll, I, I say all that because if Ladar is finally given the nod that he's, he deserves as the number one guy for the next, you know, say three, four weeks, then it doesn't matter as much about Markstrom and Huberto is more important. I will admit, you know, th- those are the two biggest reasons why this team is not in the playoffs right now. There's no question mm-hmm. about it. If Huberto is, if Huberto's has 15 more points, never mind the 40 or whatever more points he had last year at this time, you know, then this team's in a playoff spot. If Marksum mixes in five more saves, this team's in a playoff spot. So you're bang on. Those are the two most crucial guys. So I'll answer by saying Huberto because you still need to score goals in this league. You can't win games one nothing all the time. Uh, You need more goals than that, and this team's proven that. So I'll answer by saying Huberto because I think Marksum's finally going to get a more reduced role moving forward. And maybe that's blind optimism, uh, but I do feel like Sutter and the coaching staff are finally going to say it. Yeah, we gotta we got to change things up here.
2: I'm curious just how you looked at the end of that Senators game because obviously the goal in overtime is an absolute stinker, but there were breakdowns across the group that led to the second goal for Ottawa, the game-tying goal for Ottawa, and inevitably uh, a partial breakaway for Tim Stutzla on the game winner. So how do you kind of gauge the end of that game? Is that one of the situations where you talk about Markstrom maybe getting a little bit too much blame? Do you see it that way?
1: Uh, I think he's been getting too much blame up until that last game. And to me, it was the Stutzla shot where I finally, I, to me, that was the last draw. Yeah. you gotta, you got to make yeah. that save. When it hits you and squeezes through you, there's not a goalie in the world who will tell you, no, nah, I didn't have much of a chance on that. It just squeezed right under my arm and my jersey. Like, if it touches you, you should have it in the NHL, if you ask me. If, if, it, it, it's a yes. Yeah, Stutzler was a good chance. And it all started in the other end when Pelchi made a bad read on a, on a pass up the ice. And so, yeah, everyone's to blame for Stutzler getting in that close, but that was not a tough shot. That wasn't a roof job. Mm-hmm. The DeBrinked goal, the DeBrinked goal, the Batherson goal to me, I'm not blaming them on those ones. I'm definitely not blaming them on the, uh, on the Brady Kachuk goal. That's a straight up breakaway with one of the best finishers in the league. Like, I'm not blaming him on any of those, but I'm blaming him on the last goal, and if that was the only time this year where I thought he faltered at a key moment, I wouldn't have a problem with it, but it's just been happening too much, and oftentimes it's that weakest goal that happens early in the game, and of course ends up costing you later, so it's not as dramatic as the game-winner in overtime, but enough is enough. Like I I don't, again, as much as I've tried to defend Markstrom for the most part throughout this, you have to admit that the bulk of the games, there's at least one goal where you're like, eh, didn't like that. And I'll, I'll even point to the game before in Dallas, or not Dallas, the 7-2 game when we were in Buffalo. That second goal was, you know, he saw yeah. it the whole way. The guy was at the top mm-hmm. of the circle. I mean, that's not an NHL goaltender missing that shot completely. And the, the Flames were resilient and lucky enough to bounce back and, and completely, you know, bury it. Otherwise, we will be talking about that one as well. So the guy's struggling. I watch him in practice. He's breaking sticks over the net. Uh, he's breaking sticks over the net after games. Like, he's not handling this as well as he needs to mentally and physically. The guy's just not right. There's no one who can tell me otherwise.
0: Eric Francis, Sportsnet Flames, columnist, host of the Eric Francis Show, right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline big show Russick and rose uh eric if i would have told you at this point in the season and we looked it up here the flames have allowed the second fewest shots on goal you'd probably say they'd be leading the pacific division no
1: oh yeah i mean that's a crazy stat i'm gonna break that down on thursday's broadcast they're second in shots for and second in shots against if you look at the history of teams in the national hockey league you've had that that combination uh, of the last seven teams, I think five of them won the Stanley Cup. Like, it's it's a, it's a crazy differ- – it's a differential. Just made Matt Rose sad.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Matt just <laughs> groaned when you said that.
1: Yeah. Like, I think it's three of them – three of the last seven have won the Cup. Two of them were in the final, and one of them won the President's Trophy, something like that. Like, that's – what a delicious combination if you're a coach or a fan. Yeah, we, we shoot more than anybody, and we don't allow shots – you know, at all. It's, it's what every coach dreams of. And and it's the way Sutter's drawn up his entire approach to coaching. Uh, It's just that, you know, I, I did get a chuckle on Jay Woodcroft's comments, what, a month or two ago when he left town going, the Flames will shoot from center to pad their, uh, their, their shot (laughs) stats. And, and, and it was, it was a dig, but there's a little bit in there. That's a little, that's true. I mean, did the Flames, at the end of every game, do you look and go, boy, the Flames really deserve? They they had the most high danger chances. They were the more dangerous team. No, you look and you go, wow, they outshot the team 43 to 17, and I'm not really sure they were that much better than the opposition. It, it's it's a strange one. The shots are from the perimeter. They're not they're not high danger shots generally speaking. It, it's a strange stat. I I can't put my finger on it. I don't. I think it'd be too easy to just sit there and go. Well, the Flames guys aren't good shooters. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's that simple. I just think that they're perimeter shots.
2: If I had a nickel for every time Trevor Lewis dumped the puck on net and it counted as a shot instead, I'd be like uh, the eighteen-year-old <laughs> out east right now, uh, trying to figure out what to do with all my millions going to of med dollars. School
0: with forty million in the bank. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly
2: what I'd be doing. Going to med school. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No problem. <laughs> Um, I did want to ask you, Eric, uh, we we know the injury to Rasmus-Anderson has kind of knocked this team down a little bit on the blue line. They just shortened their bench at the end of that Ottawa game. But do you see a need uh, to address maybe uh, an addition on the blue line, especially because we don't know what's going to happen with Oliver Shillington? And as each day passes, I I feel like that feels more unlikely, but that's just a feeling.
1: Yeah, it's funny because all year long, you know, Ratchelor has been talking about filling that top nine you know, whether it's internally or via trade. And I've gone back to him twice and asked him, like, has that changed? Like in light of the fact that your defense is not as good as you thought it was going to be this year. It's certainly not as deep as everyone kind of thought it was with 10 defensemen on one way deals. Um, And yeah, absolutely. You know, if this team's still in a playoff race, you know, in two weeks time when the trade deadline is, is, is upon us, uh, I do think that this coach is definitely going to go out and get a depth defenseman. You know, you know, I don't like the trade rumors, but one, and apparently this is a rumor out there. Again, I don't really pay attention to it, but when I mention this to people, they go, yeah, yeah, I heard that's a big rumor. Um, Shen, you know, uh, Luke Shen is, is the, is the, the, the kind of guy that I think they'd be looking for. But, I, you know, do you want to give up a second-round draft pick for a Luke Shen right now for this team, the way they're kind of middling right through? I I don't think so. So I think it'll be a veteran, blue line, you know, the kind of guy who gets maybe 10 points a season, but is really solid defensively. That's the kind of guy you could pick up for a fourth round draft pick. That's the kind of guy I think the Calgary Flames will add at the deadline. But again, so much of the deadline stuff depends on where this team's at. If they drop the ball and, and lose five of their next six, I wouldn't do a damn thing. In fact, I'd be a seller at the deadline. Not that they have much to sell, but, uh, I'd be a seller up for this team. But, you know, again, assuming there's still a five, they keep winning one and losing one, winning one and losing one, and just staying in the race, I do think they'll add a depth defenseman.
0: What do you think of Duclair, which is a name that's been thrown around?
1: I'm not doing the rumor thing, man.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> he told you. With the Huberto relationship? I'm just saying.
1: Just throwing it around. You know what? All and, right. and, and hey, I love it. hey, fans love to talk about it, and I get asked all the Hey, what do you think they should do with this? And I just go, yeah, that'd be great. So that, that'll be my answer. I think it'd be
0: great. I yeah. think well, it's yeah, PC. Yeah. Like, I, living, doing this for a living, I'm sure, Eric, you, you get this all the time because you're a star and Maddie and I are nobodies, more me than Maddie. But when you're in a social setting and people realize what you do and then they have to give you all their sports takes rolled into one, and I'm with you, I just agree with everything. I'm like, no, yeah, no, that sounds great. I got to be
1: honest. Like, I, I know, enjoy. I think it's easy to say, it, but I'm not that guy. I really am not. I, I love chatting with people about the flames and about hockey and all that stuff. It's just when it comes to rumors, I'm not that keen on it. That's all I'm saying. And I'll, and I'll usually okay. tell people I just don't follow that stuff. And but I, no, I do love talking with people about what, you know, about the team that we cover, about the league we cover, about the game we love. That honestly, that never gets old for me. Honestly, I, I really, uh, I, I. I that's part of the job, and I love it. So I, I won't. I won't agree with you there, but <laughs>
0: yeah, no, yeah, cool yeah. I'm not crazy. saying yeah. I'm not saying not talk about sports. It's just they have to fire every single take they have at you right now, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, the flames should fire Sutter and uh, whatever. Do this t- today. You're like, yeah, I yeah. They should do that right now. Like I, that's what I do. So I don't have to get into an argument <laughs> or a heated conversation. I'm like, I agree with you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there are there there are people you talk to, but it it doesn't matter what we do for a living. There are lots of people you talk to where it's pretty clear that their opinion is not going to change. They've given you their opinion. It's not oh, going to yeah. change no matter nope. how you how you catch or see it. Eventually you just go, yeah, actually you're right.
0: Yep. Yeah, exactly. they, they should
1: trade all all top nine forwards on the team. <laughs> they should trade them all. I agree.
0: Yep. Uh, really quickly, do you know <laughs> Tiger's real name, his full name? Eldrick. Do you know his middle uh, name?
1: Uh, Eldrick Wilson Woods. Oh like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> this is where our Brody on the beat. It's Eldrick Taunt Woods. Taunt? Yes.
1: <laughs> like as yes. in, as in, when you're winning nine-one, you taunt the other team. Yeah.
0: Yes. T O N T. Taunt. You,
1: as in when you when you win eighteen majors, you taunt everyone you play with. Yes. How, yes. How appropriate. It I'm not sure Eldrick is. was appropriate. Yeah. But but taunt sure is.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think Tiger would have the same mystique if it was like Eldrick Woods just won his fifteenth major championship. <laughs> I don't think it would have been the it's same. Nickname.
1: No, yeah. no. I agree with you. If you stand on the first team, you're like, What? Sorry, I didn't catch your name. You said Eldrick? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well we'll be a uh, well well, this match yeah. play, this this match will be over by the twelfth pole. Yeah. I hope your mommy picks you up soon, Eldrick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. The Eldrick is, and with all due respect to the probably dozens of Eldricks who are listening to the show right
1: now, dozens. No, dozens. There, no there's no yeah. Eldrick
0: listening. Yeah, Eldrick is not <laughs> okay, really the intimidating the name that maybe Tiger is. Yeah. Like, all right, franchise. The
1: marketing. The marketing machine behind Tiger at some point said, yeah, listen, Mr. and Mrs. Woods, we got something we got to deal with here. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Eldrick is not yeah. going to take the world by storm. Eldrick is not going to sign a $100 million deal with Nike. <laughs> but, uh, tiger is. Uh, what about Tiger? Yeah.
0: yeah, I know you call him Tiger. Make sure we keep calling him Tiger because that's what he is. Let's He's an absolute Tiger. More
1: that. Don't scream Elgic out when he hits, when he roasts ones, 320 down the middle.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, franchise, great stuff as usual. Uh, we'll talk to you next week and find out
1: what's irking you, okay? Okay, boys. Hey, I never, I got that mail that you guys had in the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what was in it? What was it? You guys familiar with Columbia Record House?
2: Yes. <laughs> I am because I'm old. You're yes. too young.
0: Did you just get 10 CDs for a a penny and then like every subsequent CD
1: was a hundred dollars? I love that. You know about the Columbia record club. (laughs) Yes. It it was was, dude. It was, they don't, I don't, they don't do it anymore, but they sure have enough collection agencies out there. Still, still finding me in different places. I got the 11 albums. This is 85 boys, Madonna, quiet riot. (laughs) Who believe, uh, I do believe El Barge was in there. There was some weird ones. Don't get me wrong. But when you get yeah. eleven albums, boys, for a penny, you you got to go deep to the deep cuts. Mm. And there, dancing in the dark. I, I, anyway, it all came, and it was like pure win. It was like winning the lottery, right? Eleven albums, yeah. for one penny. Yeah. But the, the, there's a catch. There's a catch. You got to buy an album every month Wait. for the next hundred years of your life. <laughs> I'm like that was a collection letter? An album. Was, and I, that's a collection was that a collection letter? letter? They're still chasing, yes, they're still chasing me all these years. <laughs> Amazing. How much did you owe them? <laughs> well, interest on one penny over like 40 years. Something, it, I think it's like $195. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> they're still
0: chasing That was like... Me. Th- franchise that was me with blockbuster with all my late (laughs) charges but their business went under i'll see you in hell blockbuster
1: and i'm pretty sure columbia records is out of business because albums aren't selling that much anymore i understand yeah Mm. and neither are neither are the cds as you pointed out (laughs) but but the collection agencies live on
0: yes yes (laughs) wow and that was from Los end. Angeles too they're trying to get you. That's awesome.
1: Well, collection agencies oh, are getting savvier and savvier. They come at you from different angles. They put they put some guy's name on there like Joe Saragusa. <laughs> but it wasn't Joe Saragusa. <laughs> it was Columbia. <laughs> Unbelievable, boy. I, so, a years... In a million years. Let me know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm A million years, I never would have guessed it's Columbia Records looking for some cash. That's like 35 years old. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh,
2: Better pay them or else you never know what will happen to those knees.
0: Yeah, that's great. All right. uh, All right, boys.
2: Great stuff, Franchise. We'll talk to you
0: soon. All right. there he is on the Atlas Beach <laughs> Sports Bar Guest Hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. What a gong Downing show at 60 of a 60 hit. 60 Memorial Drive Northeast, <laughs> takeout or delivery at 403 248 Nobody on our text line, when we asked the question, what's in the franchise envelope, would say it was a collection letter from Columbia House. <laughs> that, was- <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is wild. Wow. That's an old that one. That is
0: wild. That's crazy.
2: <sighs> George, I can tell you there but was. I'll- and going back to our earlier chat too, 2021, yeah. one baby boy in Alberta was registered with the name Eldrick. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. Can confirm. Hopefully he golfs. <laughs> may That'd as well. Great. Yeah,
0: he may as well. And uh, Blockbuster, the money I owe you for those late charges. will yeah. see you in hell because yeah. you're never getting that big.
2: Yeah. Can't wait. All right.
0: Uh, Amanda Rose, uh, golf analyst, just going to join us straight ahead tee up the genesis which gets going tomorrow tiger woods is playing we'll do that next we'll do some text messages our intern john has a great flames stat for us uh we'll wrap up the show next big show rustic and rose sports at 960 the fan your number one spot for flames coverage can be found on flames talk with me pat steinberg exclusive interviews trusted insiders and the latest news listen live weekday afternoons at four or stream the flames talk podcast on demand Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio, big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, still to come, intern John's um, crazy flames stat. And we'll mix in a few more text messages, 960, 960. Who needs to elevate their game more with 28 games to play, Markstrom or Huberto, 960, 960, name and location. But right now on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline golf analyst uh, amanda rose you can follow her on instagram at amandagolf59 on twitter amandagolf59 we say good morning to amanda rose amanda how are you
5: i'm good how are you guys
0: we're great. Thanks for jumping on. Obviously, I want to talk Tiger Woods, and it's a huge deal that he's uh, playing at the Genesis this week on the PGA Tour for the first time in a long time outside of a major. But I wanted to ask you about Bubba Watson's uh, story on why he went to live and how when he saw his son grabbing that tee about the aces and that was the reason why he went to live. What a bunch of garbage that was from Bubba Watson.
5: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So he had initially recounted um, that story back in like June or July. Whenever he had announced that he was joining Liv, he went on like one of the broadcasts, whatever, zoomed in and was talking about it. And He he kept saying the thing, oh, yeah, my son loves it. My son loves it. Like, I want to do it because my son loves it. And he said it back then, and I was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, I'm 28 years old, and if I'm watching, like, a bunch of people on a team, like, I couldn't tell you who every person on a team was. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. I couldn't tell you who every person on a team was. Granted, it's only four players, but, like, your kid's, like, six, maybe ten, but, like, all at the oldest. Like, there's just no way that your kid is really following it that way closely like just be honest like say you wanted money like stop making up stupid excuses why you know you join live and blaming your kid
0: (laughs) yeah um it's 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 obviously the best i I don't know about you amanda but i feel like out of all the guys who have joined live dustin johnson's the guy that we don't really give them too much crap about and i don't know why
5: yeah i think thing about DJ, I just think everyone's kind of like, "Yeah, DJ's dumb. Like, I don't think DJ's dumb, but that's just kind of how. He's
0: simple, Amanda. He's simple. To...
5: He is. He is. And that's kind of how people have come to know DJ. Like, that's kind of his brand. So it's kind of like, okay, like, the dumb guy is over there at Live. Like, yeah, that kind of, it, it works. Like, it kind of, it works. Like, there are a few guys on live that I'm like, yeah, I can, it doesn't surprise me that they're there. But I would say DJ is actually one of the ones that surprises me a little bit more. But I just think Mm. because people like DJ at the end of the day, he doesn't really ruffle feathers. So, I think people are kind of giving him a pass. But like most, like, I feel like most people have just forgotten that he's on live and that most of the players are on live. Like, I know I forget half the time. And I'm like, oh, yeah, so-and-so's on live. I forgot about that. That's a bummer.
2: Amanda, uh, so what has been your favorite piece of promotion for the Live Golf Tour? Because they had that great video yesterday <laughs> with the kids. Uh, they had all oh, the man. team names a couple weeks back when those very um, well-written descriptions of the teams. Like, Do you have a favorite <laughs> part of the promotion for the upcoming season?
5: I think um, last week, like you just mentioned, the uh, the little promo videos. They were so bad that I loved them because all it was was, like, you know, for people who didn't see it, it's just like the player going, I'm Brooks Kepka and this is Smash GC. And then it's just like him standing there with a bunch of jump cuts in, like, weird, lo-fi, royalty-free music. Like I, I, I was like, what do you, like, if I did not know what was going on, I don't think I would understand what the point of what the videos were. Uh, it's the, you know, it,
0: it, it's, it's the best they can do. Um, they have an unlimited budget
2: for live, uh, Amanda, and
0: that's the best that they could do.
2: I'm just excited. Yeah. I'm excited to watch the range goats. That's it. I'm just excited to watch yeah. the range goats and see what they can do with the upcoming season. Oh, that, yeah. the, that, that are the cliques. One of the two.
5: Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, uh, actually, and speaking of live and the the team name, if you look, look up the, um, logo for high flyers, Cause they took the logo from some shoe company and I forget what the shoe company is called, but there was like a shoe company and it's that logo. They took the logo.
2: For that.
0: I'm looking I'm it like up right now. Go ahead, Maddie. Open. I'm looking it up right now. Just
2: absolutely shameless, and I have to appreciate that to a, a, a certain extent. Uh, we'll, we'll look that up, yeah. but uh, I did want to switch over to Tiger as well because that is the big story we're all following. We knew he was going to be hosting the Genesis, but now he's playing in it as well. I, I saw some videos of him swinging this morning. Just how is the atmosphere going to be around this tournament, knowing that you know this? phenom, this enigma that it is Tiger Woods is going to be not only at the tournament, but playing in it.
5: I think it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. And I think it's going to be a big deal. Um, I, I can't remember the last time that he played this event and I genuinely don't remember if he has played it as tournament host yet. Cause I remember he was injured two years ago or whatever. He didn't play two years ago and then he went on and, and, and got injured Um, but I think it's going to be it's going to be big like Tigers told us in the past like I'm not going to tee up in a tournament unless I think I can win it granted I you know a couple of the past majors he's played in the last year or two uh, he hasn't really played great but it's understandable given um, you know the severity of the injuries to his leg and I know that the ankle has been has been the thing that's been giving him the most issues since the car crash, but he's saying that the ankle feels so much better right now with plantar fasciitis is still kind of flaring up. But he seems like he's physically improved a lot since we saw him even in December when he was riding around in a cart at the PNC. So I think given the fact like like you said that like we saw videos of him hitting on the range this week, he looks good. If he's able to walk this course, like I think it, you know, we could have a good showing from him at Augusta and then the open and, and the US Open. Like I I think this will be a really good test for Tiger. And I think that there's just going to be a lot of hype around it. The atmosphere is going to be really exciting because there's a lot going on. Like there's a lot of storylines within one right there with Mm -hmm. Tiger this week.
0: Amanda Rose, golf analyst on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, big show, Russ and Rose Sportsnet 960, the fan. Amanda, am I reading too much into his performance uh, while playing with his son, Charlie, because there were flashes of like old Tiger Woods in some of the shots he was hitting. (laughs)
5: Yes and no, because, like, yes, you're kind of... I know he was on a a cart, but,
0: man, Amanda, some of those irons were, like, dialed in laser style.
5: See... That's why, that is why Tiger is so good and why I do genuinely believe he's going to win again on tour. I don't know if it's going to be a major, but I do think Tiger will win again because he's such a unique and special talent. And like you said, like he's injured and he's still out there hitting these incredible shots. Like as he continues to get healthier, I think we're going to start seeing flashes of that again. Like I think we're going to start seeing him from 2018, 2019 when you know his game really started to come back together before injuries before everything happened um but I don't think you're reading too much into it I mean I think for this I don't think he's going to win this week but um I definitely think we're seeing signs of his brilliance and it's still there and that's the important thing is that he hasn't lost it and he still hits it far he hits it well so I think I don't think you're reading too much into it though
2: Amanda, how much do you think Tiger being at the tournament cuz as fans we love it, but how much do you think this impacts the players who are going to be part of this tournament and and realize they could be on a leaderboard with Tiger Woods, which some of them I'm sure, especially if they're younger on tour have never had that opportunity.
5: Right, and that's a great point. I think um I think there'll just be a lot of excitement. Like I feel like it, Tiger now like he's lost some of his Scariness. Like, I feel like he's more approachable now and in his 40s and everything. And he's, you know, more taken more of a leadership role on the tour. So I think it's scary because it's Tiger, but it's not scary because, like, it's you're here. I, I don't know. It, it, it's hard to kind of judge that, but I think the guys are going to be even more excited because there, that means like there's going to be more fans on the course, even if they're all following tigers group, like there's going to be more people at the course. There's going to be mm-hmm. more of a buzz at the course because tigers there, when you're standing on the range, you're going to have an audience when tigers on the range. Like if you're two groups ahead of tigers or two groups behind tigers, like you're going to have a lot of people watching your group just because of where you are on the course so i definitely think for some maybe some of the younger players who haven't had that much experience um with this kind of stuff it might be a little intimidating but i think they're going to feed off the energy and it's just going to be it's going to be more exciting and i think it's going to add to a better tournament that he's not just there but he's in the field he's playing he's hosting like he's he's, he's wearing all the hats this week and i think i think the players will feed off of that energy
2: it's wild that the PGA Tour is kind of starting in earnest kind of this month for, for this year. But I'm already excited for 2024 when uh, the TGL rolls around. Uh, Rory and Tiger's kind of digital league. And they announced a couple of uh, new additions yesterday. Justin Rose and uh, Xander Shelfelli. Um But they've got a lot of open spots still. I believe it's eight that they're waiting for. So my question would be, who would be on your wish list to join the TGL when it rolls around in 2024?
5: Guys, can I be honest?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: I still don't really know what it is. Like, I know it's some, like, night <laughs> league, maybe a little bit of, like, top golf. I don't really know. But I think right. they have, like, Adam Scott and, you know, I, Rory's part of it and Matt Fitz is there. So I think, like, they have all the big names. Matt So They have the guys that you would want to see, like, if they had to make live, I guess they probably tried to make it with like those players Mm. or they just took all the players that turned down live offers and were like, okay, we'll give you some money and, you know, do this and you'll be, you know, with the tiger brand. Um, So I, I I don't know who else to add to it at this point just because there are like so many great players and, and great names right now that are doing it. So I really don't know who else I would want to see. I need to, I first, I need to figure out what the whole league is. Cause I keep seeing it. I keep going, Oh yeah, I need to look into it. And I just kind of never do, but <laughs> like, I know it exists and I know it's going to be some <laughs> unique thing, like a digital or nighttime thing. And I'm excited for when it happens. I just, I just don't really know that much about it right now.
0: Uh, real quick, Amanda, uh, how excited are you for this, this next Netflix special on the PGA tour?
5: I'm very excited. My plan today is to try to watch as many episodes as I can, and I'm probably going to, like, stream on Twitch as I watch it and put a time code so people can watch along with me at home. So we'll see how that works. But I'm, I'm very excited. I'm a little disappointed to find out that each episode is going to be following, like, two guys. I thought it was just going to be, like, a whole season overall. Like, here's the 10 guys we're going to talk to, and then you'll see them every episode. So I am kind of bummed about that. But I haven't seen the first episode yet. Like, I haven't seen any of it yet, so I'm really excited because I think it, it has potential to be a really, really good documentary. I'm just, I don't know, I'm kind of worried now that it's here, that it's not going to live up to my expectations, but better than nothing.
0: Um, Amanda, before I let you go, where can we find your work?
5: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram, Amanda amandagolf 59 and i'm yeah I'm, find me there just anything that says amanda rose and golf chances are it's me so you can find all me right. on uh, those three sites and youtube uh, sounds I good like
0: YouTube, but... i man, i'm not gonna lie i love that when there's a big like major sporting event like we're all hockey crazy here and then you're tweeting about mm-hmm. some really small pga event on a sunday afternoon it's the best uh, that you're <laughs> like I best. love it. You're like, man, That's Maverick McNeely really thing. stuck it on 16 there. I love that you do that because <laughs> yeah. you love the game so much. It's the best. <laughs>
5: well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you love for it. having
0: me. All right. Uh, there she goes. Amanda Rose on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dining at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 248. Thirty three forty four. All right, we got a couple minutes to go here. Uh-huh. Uh Maddie. We got about five minutes to go. We got to jam a couple things in here. All right. Um, I didn't tell you about that love story real quick. Hit me, bro. I'm gonna do that. So uh a pair of uh diehard uh Dallas Mavericks fans, uh Reed Malo and Ellen Piatt. Sure. Uh, they love yeah. the Mavs so much. He popped the question to her at a Mavs game, and then uh last night they got married during the halftime. Of the Mavs game.
2: Wow!
0: Because uh, they love love like you do. What I wanted to ask you is: Have you ever been down at the dome for a proposal?
2: Have no, you seen that. No, but there was one yesterday at the Wranglers game. Really, really, really. There, no. Yes, yes. There might have even been a wedding. They might have even been a couple that got married at the Saddle Dome yesterday during the Wranglers. Like, let dome? me pull up their Twitter real quick because they were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Okay,
0: because I've been to Blue Jay games where people have popped the question, like, I, but you've never seen it at the Dome. Out of all the times you've been to a Flames game, you've never seen it?
2: Nope, but someone did definitely say yes. There was definitely a proposal at the Saddle Dome yesterday. Okay. Uh, it looks like it that might have been in heart. between the second and third periods as they came out in the middle of the ice during intermission. No pressure to say yes on that one. I, I bet that, that she probably knew what was happening. I bet she wasn't overly surprised. Okay. Because like they're right. literally out in the middle of the ice, and they're in very nice cause... outfits, and, and there's the red carpet. and Good for them.
0: That's essentially why I wanted to uh, tell this story, because I just wanted to ask you if there's ever been a proposal out of Flames game that you've witnessed. All right. Uh, My our better intern, half John-
2: has gone out of her way to tell me that she would explicitly say no and almost never talk to me again if I ever did something like that.
0: Well, at least you have a way out now.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> at least you That's, have an exit right. get That out is of this, hey?
2: not how, what yeah. I thought, but okay. The, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's how I think. At least you have an exit plan now. Yes. Now you know how to pull the shoot on uh-huh. the relationship. Yeah. Without you having are... to make without having to do the thing where she eventually breaks up with you cuz you slowly just start caring less and less and less. <laughs> this way you're like I'm going to pop the question, pull the shoot on this as quickly as possible. Gutless. Um, Absolutely yeah. gutless. It is gutless, <laughs> but uh at least you have an exit plan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, unlike great. unlike Joe Biden did in Afghanistan. No, we're not going to go down there. So, um <laughs> oh int- intern John Intern John,
3: hello, hello. Uh, yeah.
0: You've done you've done a great job uh, filling in this week. I think. Um, do you have a crazy uh, flame stat for us? Do we have some sort of music underneath here, Alex? For him, there it is. look at that royalty-free lo-fi music.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> great line by Amanda. <laughs> All right, what what do you got for us, Intern John? All right, so with Monday night's four to three loss against the Senators, it was a brutal loss. It made me wonder how many four to three losses have the Flames had. <laughs> So huh, if a we're lot. yeah, if we're not including the Atlanta Flames, it's one hundred and sixty four to three losses in their entire history. Whoa. With the Atlanta Flames, it is hundred and seventy eight. I Whoa. mean, it, it does make sense. Four to three is the second most common final score, right after three to two. Huh. But with looking further into it, however, I found out that twenty seven percent of those losses, like the one Monday night. The Flames were leading into the third, which is 48 of those games. Wow. Inter <laughs> so, John. So Can only, we fact yeah. check that? <laughs> I, Look,
2: who's got a week to fact check that?
3: <laughs> so, yeah, 130 games. Like, George, they they like, weren't wow. leading into the third.
4: It took you wow. how long to get Sportsnet stats to get back to you with something crazy, and then John just pulls that out in an hour? <laughs> yeah, it's true.
3: Yeah. Um, and good the, job thank you the biggest <laughs> one being january 20th 1998 against the la kings where the kings were able to score four in the third uh, woof.
2: wow
4: what was Matt kid or tabarachi oh wow.
2: what what a pull
0: <laughs> with, the, with the uh with the pedestal jersey intern oh, yeah. john great stuff uh, thank i'm you. just gonna believe all those numbers are true
3: yeah perfect okay like we talked and about, i honestly yeah, don't yeah, but I don't
0: want to use the effort was the to date find of that, out if they're not. That
3: Kings Flames game? Uh, January 20th, 1998.
0: Okay. I don't think uh, Maddie uh, has a big.
4: Uh, do you remember that game, Maddie?
2: Yeah, Blake, it was yesterday. Um, okay. I believe the final score was
4: 4 3. Yeah, we had uh, the Flames open scoring, German Titov oh, with the first oh. two. German detail. And then Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake tied it up. Love Eric God. Anderson with his first of the year gave the Flames their first, their second lead of the night. Shout showing out, up three two. Shout out E. Anders. And then Vladimir uh Slipakov that sounds... uh, with uh with two goals. Uh mm. his twelfth and thirteenth. He scored the game winner with uh was the net for the Flames? I'm trying to find that right now. It, it was Tyler Moss. So yeah, it was, was their backup. Okay.
0: Great stuff. Do we have time to squeeze in two text messages before we go? Yes. Uh, Yes, we do. All right. We asked you, uh, with 28 games to go, uh, who needs to elevate their game more, Huberto or Markstrom? Oh, texty. Ken in Keystone. With 28 games to go, the guy that needs to elevate his game is me, my golf game. I am not watching the Oilers playoff run. I will be sinking those three-foot putts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Nice, uh, good call we talked
0: about it earlier. Tiger uh, from Woods two thousand two to two thousand five. Tiger Woods only missed three three footers in five hundred in fifteen hundred and twenty eight putts, which is just absolutely insane and absurd. Alright, one more before we go. Danny from Langdon need Hubie to step it up because we have no one to replace him. At least mm. we can start V Ladder over Mark Strom and be better off. V-Ladder yeah it oh, always reminds me of the late great matt um uh, well he's not dead uh, <laughs> no matt, matt's v lander uh for a second there i thought of uh Vitas who's no longer with us uh going old school tennis players that you guys have no idea what i'm talking about right now um before we go what do you got on big show mucho patrick well
4: tommy Wilden's actually going to join us uh tomorrow <gasps> tommy uh, he had a meeting pop up but uh, uh we're gonna okay we're gonna do some flames chat uh and 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 do some stuff from there. And, uh, yeah, we'll get uh, we'll get some real stuff tomorrow, actually. so You guys can probably still take some more text oh, on our topic. Oh, top for sure. Content. I'm going to maybe touch on some deadline stuff and, and whatnot. Also, yeah. So, yeah. Just like that, I
0: think. Okay. Um, we're back tomorrow. Uh, Thursdays are always busy on our show. i looking forward to it. Although, Brody on the Beat will air Friday this week.
4: Yeah, and a uh, we got to wrap up our... right now. Sorry? Got a big hole hole in 730 now. That we got no big bets and, and Brody on the beat. Well, we're going to wrap up our
0: big bets tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we got to do that, and then we got to find out what song you and I are going to be singing uh, mm. to Matt Rose. Oh, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. So uh, we'll so do all of decide that. Tomorrow?
2: Uh, decide by tomorrow? Yes. We'll all s- right. We'll
0: decide what song we have to sing for next Thursday, the following decide. Thursday. Yeah, well, yeah, you won. <laughs> that was the whole bet. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that tomorrow. That's it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.